The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, Bible teacher Christine Kane helps you increase your spiritual flexibility. Because really the only reason you're not flexible anymore is because you stop stretching. That's the only deal. You stop stretching. So a lot of us, we stop stretching. We stop reaching forward to lay a hold of all of that for which Christ Jesus laid a hold of us a long time ago. <laughs> Spend Wednesdays in the Word and get your spirit into shape. Today, I'm James Robinson. My wife, Betty, and I are thrilled to share this time with you. I hope you'll, you'll hear me for just a moment. You, you really do. I, I, I not only feel like you, you may honor us by giving us this time and our guests, but I really feel like you honor the Lord because you know that's what we desire to do. And I think you realize that God, our Father, wants to bless you, your family, those you love, and he wants to bless our nations. He wants to bless the land. Throughout the Old Testament, when the people would turn away from their wicked ways or their idolatry or depending upon some other source, God always refreshed them with whatever it took to make them fruitful. Again, grow grain and vineyards and make up for the years the locusts have eaten. We really believe God wants to bless our nation, the United States, People all over the world pray for us. We pray for you. God wants to pour out his blessings on the world through the church, through those who really know Christ, not religion, but relationship. And so that's what we try to talk to you about, relationship and the wisdom and knowledge of God. I want to remind you, we've launched a website, a website called Stream, stream.org, the stream. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God. It's truth, liberating truth, transforming truth. I suggest you go there every day. It'll have current news that matters to people who care, who want the will of God and want the best for others. Pass it on to others. Tell them what you're seeing so they can also have their eyes opened and enlighten their understanding. That is reasons, Betty. That's one of the main reasons we will present Beth Moore. Our Lisa Bevere, Christine Kane in Wednesdays in the Word because we want to be a blessing to you. Christine, what a gift you are from Australia to the United States. And those of you in the land down under, you have prayed for us continually here in our land. Thank you for that. Here is Christine Kane, and she's going to talk about how you stay young forever. Oh, this is good. Welcome, Christine Kane. forget to remember that His mercies are new every morning. I mean, that's a great thing to remind yourself of. I said to my husband this very morning when we woke up, I said, you know, sometimes when you forget how important this is, you just need to receive mercy and go, oh, 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 I'm so grateful for the mercy of God. I'm so grateful that not only are His mercies just new once, but that every single morning, because I don't know about you, but I need a fresh load of mercy every single day. I thank God for His mercy. I thank God for his mercy. I don't know who's watching this, but sometimes you can think 
that God has done with you, that you've crossed the line, that it's just too much, that there's no mercy left. And yet, don't forget to remember that Scripture says His mercies are new every morning. There's a reason why they need to be. It's because I use up my quota by sunset every day and I need a whole new set in the morning. Don't forget to remember that you can trust God, absolutely. Because you know when we're in the middle of freaking out, we forget that, hang on a minute, that God is trustworthy. He is worthy of our trust. And let me tell you, for a girl that's been abused for a lot of years, that was a big one for me, that he would be worthy of my trust. And even when people betray me, when people let me down, God himself is trustworthy. Don't forget to remember that our God is greater. Greater than what, Christine? Greater than whatever you're going through. Greater than any giant. Greater than any obstacle. Greater than any hurdle. Greater than any challenge. Greater than any crisis. Our God is greater. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Sometimes we think just because our giants got bigger that our God got smaller. I'm like, no, he didn't. He's still big. You know, he's that omni thing. Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. You have to ask Beth Moore what that means, but they're really big words. I studied the dictionary to impress her. That's what I did. He goes on and don't forget to remember that the same God that brought you here will take you there. The same God that brought you. Sometimes we forget that and then we think we got here by ourselves. It's like, oh, no, this was impossible when I started. So I know that that looks impossible, but the same God that brought me to this impossible will take me to that impossible. Same God that brought me here will take me there. And um, if God said it, don't forget to remember that if God said it, he'll do it. God is not a man that he should lie. People may have disappointed you. People may have let you down. But if God said it, then God will do it. Don't forget to remember that our God is faithful. People are not. Systems are not. Institutions are not. Structures are not. We're all fallible, but our God is faithful. Hebrews 11.11 says that he who promised is faithful. I love it. It says that Sarah was given strength to conceive seed when she was past the age, when it was already impossible, when there was no way that it could happen. Her eggs had dried up, that this was pre-Viagra. There was no way. (laughs) There was no way that she was going to be able to conceive. But the Bible says that he who promised is faithful. And if you can get to a place where you honestly believe that he who promised is faithful, it doesn't matter what the impossible circumstance is that you're confronting, he who promised is faithful. If God said it, God will do it. Don't forget to remember, here's a big one, to pray. Because it's amazing how many of us will pick up the phone and call our girlfriend before we pray. Honest, as if she can do anything anyway. And so it's like we don't really believe in prayer. We just rather talk about it than talk to the one that can do anything about it. And so don't forget to remember to pray. Don't forget to remember to read your Bible. It's amazing how many other things people will read on their iPhones, how many other things that magazines will look at, how many shows will look at. But there is no excuse anymore. You can download it. We've got you version of the Bible. You've got every version. We have never had more access to the Word ever than in the history of the Christian church ever. We've never had such access to the Word. And so it's no good just sitting on your phone. Actually open it and read it. Novelty. Don't forget to remember that we are stronger together, that we don't need to be divided, that God wants us to be unified, that we are better together, we are stronger together, and that we're going to surge forward into the promises of God together. Don't forget to remember to be grateful. Do you ever tell that to your children? The Bible says in everything give thanks, not for everything, but in everything. Sometimes I feel like telling Christians, you know, if you've been sucking lemons, your face, you need to remind your face that you are grateful, that you are saved. (laughs) 
I mean, honestly, if nothing else, at least be grateful you're not going to hell, even if everything else is bad. I know I just said another word that a lot of people don't think exists, but I do, so I'm just saying. <laughs> just kind of throwing it out there in the atmosphere. Don't forget to remember who you are in Christ. Don't forget to remember. The Lord said to Joshua, don't forget to remember. Don't forget to remember. The same God that brought you here is the same God that took you there. Don't forget to remind the generation. I want to read this to you in Psalm 78. I love this scripture. Psalm 78, verse 1 to 7. I, I live for this. So my people hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from old. What we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He has decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commandments. Don't forget to remember. That'll keep you young. When you're remembering what God's done for you, it gives you faith for what God's yet to do for you. And it keeps your spirit young. When you forget a memory loss, it's a sign that you're getting older. I don't know if anyone besides me has got some memorial stones. Has God done anything for anyone in this room? Has God saved anyone? Has God delivered anyone in this place? Has he provided for anyone here? Has he restored anything to anyone? Has he ever reconciled any relationships here? Has he shown favor to anyone here? Has he shown grace to anybody here? Has he shown mercy to anyone here? Has God done anything for anybody in this room? Has God done anything? Has he done anything for anyone? The same... God that brought you here will take you there. Don't get spiritual amnesia. Don't get spiritual amnesia. It'll take you out if you forget what God's done. A sign of you getting old is not only have you forgotten to remember certain things, but you, you just, your strength has decreased and your zeal, that whole scripture where Caleb said, I'm as strong now as I was then. That means I'm not just on this performance treadmill where I've just slowed down because I'm so weary. No, I'm in the center of what God's called me to do and I'm energized. I'm off the treadmill. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ and out of that, I'm producing more work than I've ever produced in my life. The production comes from there. Here, we're trying to get what we've already gotten there. And so the fourth sign, and um, where's my friend? i tell you what, Maddie's awesome. This is what... 17-year-old looks like, and this is what a 47-year-old looks like. Just want you all to know that. This is my friend, and she is a legend. You're just going to assume a nice little posture while I just talk about what happens. I wish you all could hear what, um, what was, just went on in this room, because every woman in the room just about cringed right now. And, um, you know, my daughters go to gymnastics, and 17-year-old bodies apparently can do this. <laughs> I, I cannot remember a time in my life when my body could actually do this. But, you know, a sign... When you're kind of getting older, do you notice that uh, you become more inflexible? <laughs> like, I was going to ask several women over 40 out of this room <laughs> to, to come and volunteer. <laughs> Nobody took me up on my offer in this room. So I had to get a 17-year-old. Uh, do you notice that they're flexible? 
And, um, you know, you, not only were you able to do that, you, you might want to show us, Maddie, just there's a few um, amazing things you're able to do that just watch what the body is capable of. You know, if I did that, I wouldn't be able to move. That's it for the next 400 years. That's fantastic. And um, there was something you could do with your leg. This one I can't even physically look at myself, but that's okay. <laughs> look at this, everyone. Whoa. You know, it's amazing. Is that painful? Whoa, that makes me even madder. But you know, <laughs> like, you know when you watch the Olympics and this sort of is what they do and you go, you know. <laughs> I'm like so tried. <laughs> you know? it just, and there's sort of one last finale, isn't there? Come on, you, oh Lord. Okay, this is it, people. Yes. You can see the similarities. <laughs> and you're all wondering what that's got to do with getting old. But a sign of youthfulness is that you're incredibly flexible. You can do different things. Your body does things that just, you know, one wonders how. But you know that a sign of um, old age is that you've stopped stretching. Because really, the only reason you're not flexible anymore is because you stop stretching. That's the only deal. You stop stretching. So a lot of us, we stop stretching. We stop reaching forward to lay a hold of all of that for which Christ Jesus laid a hold of us a long time ago. And so we are spiritually tight. So instead of being able to be flexible and move our arms and our limbs and kind of step into the full stature that God has for us, we kind of tight, tighten up. And we don't even like change anymore. We're reactionary to it. We're not flexible. And, you know, the church that I come from, we, we have this great saying that it says, like, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be snapped. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like a big thing that you can just stay flexible in the kingdom of God. But you can tell someone's getting old and they're no longer growing in the things of God. And you don't have to be old in age. I'm just talking about in spirit here. When they start, like, I don't want to change. You know, famous seven last words of the church, we've never done it that way before. <laughs> No, no, I don't want a new group. Oh, I don't like that smoke machine. It's got demons. And, you know, it's kind of like... <laughs> it, it goes, oh, that, that rock and roll music, they just sing, you know, uh, so loud. And so, no, no, God once moved on that song, so we're still singing Noah's Ark's greatest hits because God once moved <laughs> on some song. Oh, no, I don't like these, these young people. <laughs> oh, back in my day, that's not what we did. Back in my... You've become your mother. <laughs> and we just, we're not flexible. No, we don't like that, because I like it like this. I thought, whoa, I didn't know you were called to minister to yourself. But anyway, so it's like, no, I don't, I don't like this. And so what happens is when you kind of lose that flexibility, you just want everything to be so-so. You know, you notice that with old people, they like to go the same way. This is the shopping day. Like, if I go to my mother, I could fly back home. Mum, if you're watching this, I love you, but this is true. I could go home and say, you know, Mum, I'm, I'm like in another country, I haven't seen you for months, and, you know, but no, Christine, that's my bingo night. Like, you know, it's, that's it. It's like, we, we don't break the routine. Have you ever noticed that, that we don't like our routines broken? This is how we always go. Well, I wonder if you're like that kind of Christian that you're stuck in a rut. And, you know, you stay stuck in a rut long long enough, that thing's going to become a grave. Whew, I don't want to be in a rut. I don't want to be in a ditch. 
I don't want to be in one people try to push me in or I've dug myself and I sure don't want to be stuck. I, I really get concerned about the monotony oftentimes of just always doing everything the same way without any life or freshness. And I, I really appreciate Christine. She's a breath of spiritual fresh air in my opinion and we just praise God for it. Love you, Christine. I know you watch life today even when you're on it and you are such a tremendous blessing. Thank you for blessing us and our viewers. Betty, we have an opportunity right now to double the effect of our giving. Not because you give and suddenly you receive, but because somebody says, a group of caring people say, we so care about the children that you're trying to feed in Africa right now, we know the situation is so great, that we want to match the next $400,000 that comes in as we move through this to feed 400,000 children plus 25,000 in desperate need in Sudan, which means that what we give today, what you do, will be immediately doubled. I want you to listen to our missionary overseer, Peter Pretorius. What an incredible, love-filled, compassion-filled man he is. Listen to the heart of God expressed through him. And then ask God what he wants you to do. Watch and listen very, very closely. We're with people here who really have some desperate, desperate needs. The thing to understand is they've lost everything. Before they actually ran from the conflict, they had cattle. Their children drank milk from those cattle. They had crops that they planted, that they harvested. But when they fled from the conflict, they left everything behind. Their houses were burned. They took nothing with them, literally having to fend for themselves. When I spoke with these people just a little while ago and asked them, have you lost any children through starvation or malnutrition? More than 60% of them responded and said yes. They had lost at least one child. You know, that, to me, that's, it's not right. You know, these are innocent kids. These are people who are caught in a situation where they haven't been able to grow crops. It's not that they're lazy. It's not that they don't try and fend for themselves. They just haven't been able to grow crops. And they, they right now are sitting in such a precarious position that they fear that their other children are going to starve to death. We have to help these people. We cannot just walk away from here and turn our back. It doesn't take a lot from each person to help a little boy like this to actually change his life. Because you know what he needs? He just needs a bowl of food. It's not complicated, it's so simple. He just needs a bowl of food and you can provide that bowl of food. And if you'll do that, we will make sure that it gets to these people. So please, please respond and respond now. Boy, Peter, I wish that you could hear me. I know you watch life today there in Southern Africa. More than 30 years, you've been going, 25 years, we've been going with you. I hear your heart, just think about it, tobacco farmer, race car driver. He was a Formula One race car driver. He was a pretty wealthy guy. He met Jesus. His wife met Jesus. And uh, they went to uh, Mozambique where people were in trouble. 
and the plane that was supposed to come back and get him didn't come back for more than a week and he watched people die. He went to get a man a, a cup of water leaning up against a tree and the man died before he could get back with a cup of water. And when he came home, he said, I'm gonna raise all the money I can. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna rent a semi and I'm gonna load it up and I'm gonna go help and he never stopped. And then when we showed up there, Betty, I just went and met a man that loved people and I said, show me what you're doing. And he said, I would love to show you. And then he said, I can't believe that you said you want to help us. And I asked him if he wanted us to stay. He said, no, I wish you'd go home and ask people to help us so we could stay. Would you just help us so we could stay and save the people that are dying all over our continent and tell them about Jesus. But we need to, we don't just tell them about love. We need to show it to them. And so we started asking you to give food and they would, would put it in tin cans and oil cans and plastic bags is all they had. And our viewers said, why don't you give them a bowl? And and the missionary said, no, we got to put the money in food. And our viewers said, we'll give them a bowl too because we love them. We don't want them to burn their little hands. And you've been doing that now faithfully. And Betty, right now, some of our viewers have said, we so love what you're doing for those precious people. And you've changed third world countries to give them a whole future. You took Mozambique from the poorest nation in the world to now one of the most advancing democracies. It's a miracle. When we were there, it was Marxist warships everywhere and fighting and people shooting AK-47s around us and holding me hostage. Here, here's the thing you got to understand. We went there because of the love of God to save people's lives who've watched countries change and they're changing because of the love of God. But those people are desperate. 25,000 right now facing death in Sudan because not only of drought, but fighting around them. And then 400,000 that we've got located in hard-hit areas. And the missionaries like Peter said, would you help? Would you save these children like this and their families? Would you give them the bowl of soup in the very bowls your viewers have provided? But we need the food. Well, Betty, some of our viewers said, we'll give $400,000 right now to match anything you give. So whatever you give is doubled. So would you right now take advantage of this incredible expression of love? Listen to this. $30, 50 or 100 we can feed three, five, or 10 children for the next several months. 30 feeds three, 50 feeds five, 100 feeds 10, 1,000 will feed 100. But now, because of this matching gift, 30 will feed six, 50 will feed 10, and so on. It doubles everything. It's love impacting the love you express, doubling it. Would you respond right now to Peter's request in behalf of those precious people he loves, God loves, and he loves through us? Would you do it right now? Go to lifetoday.org, and many of you are making your gifts online. Would you do that? Take your bank card, use it like a check, or you can dial that number. Others are calling for prayer every time we offer the opportunity. People call, pray for me. Well, would you call and say, I'm going to be an answer to somebody's prayer today? And use that bank card and make the largest gift you can, knowing it'll be doubled. We have some gifts to send you to bless you, to say thank you and help you grow in your spiritual life. Thank you so much for making that call. Don't put it off. Don't wait. If you get a busy, when you call, you be determined. I'm getting through because I'm going to be an answer to prayer. I'm going to save lives. I'm going to share the love of God. Thank you for doing it. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. This month, 400,000 children are depending on us for survival. 
And now in South Sudan, the suffering has intensified and our feeding efforts are desperately needed by an additional 25,000 children. As an answer to prayer, a group of Life's friends have set a $400,000 matching gift challenge for mission feeding. This means your gift today can have a double impact. $30 to help feed three children will be doubled to impact six children. $50 to help feed five children will be doubled to help save 10 children. $100 for 10 children will be doubled to help feed 20 children. And $300 for 30 children will be doubled to help feed and minister to 60 children. With your gift, we'll send you Heirs to the Kingdom, four powerful messages on audio CD or USB flash drive. You'll also receive the award-winning book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. With your double impact gift of $100 or more to help feed 20 children, please request The Story, a running narrative Bible to help you engage with God's Word more easily. Finally, please consider a double impact gift of $1,000 and request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I'm so grateful for the ministry of James and Betty and Life Outreach, their passion for those that have no food or shelter or water and their desperation to ensure that we make sure people have access to these basic necessities actually stirs me so much. Nick and I partner with Life Outreach. I hope you do too. Well, I say thanks along with Betty for your help and I really do want to emphasize the importance of getting fearfully and wonderfully made. This is a doctor's description of how marvelously God has made the human body. And Philip Yancey, gifted writer, communicator, is able to take that truth with the permission of this great Christian doctor and show you how the church, the body of Christ, should function in holy unity, supernatural harmony, like the body does in order for us to be healthy. This is a phenomenal book. We're sending it to you to say thanks for your gift, and we just thank the Lord for your participation with us. I want to remind you again, because we need understanding of the times that we not perish for lack of knowledge, go to stream.org. Make it a daily site, and you will find many things on there that will awaken your conscience, and your awareness of what needs to be done, what must be done, and how it can be done for the glory of God and the benefit of you and your family and all God loves. Stream.org, go there. Thank you so much for watching Life Today. Thanks for your help. Thank all of you for being here. We appreciate you. Christine Payne, you're a blessing. Introducing Stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org is a new information stream where those concerned about our nation's course can now gather for news, wisdom, and inspiration. 
Working together, we will see the promise declared in Psalm 46.4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Be sure to visit stream.org, a news site to unite us. Tomorrow, feeling rejected and unwanted, Alex Seeley began fighting for control and developed an eating disorder. I go to church every week and I'm not free. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.